Welcome to Get Heavy Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever it is. A uh, quick couple things before we get started. Check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash getheavypodcast. $1 a month gets you in the door. Early access to episodes and bonus content. Rate, subscribe, follow, and review the podcast on all audio outlets. Uh, it really does help. Check out the YouTube. Hit that notifications bell, subscribe button. Doesn't mean shit to you, but it means a lot to me. And check out the merch, localshop.com slash goodheavypodcast. We've got new merch dropping soon. I appreciate everyone that supported so far. Also, go ahead and give us a call on the Get Heavy hotline, 805-666-2314. And uh, you can leave your weird story, message, answer the question of the week, uh, rates, reviews, fucked up shit, send your memes, texts, voicemails, whatever you want. Uh, know that it will maybe used on the podcast if it is good. Having said all that, enjoy the episode. Get Heavy Podcast, hosted by Craig Pizarre. Anyway, well, it's a pleasure to meet you guys again, officially, you know? Yeah. Thanks for coming on the pod. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Um, I know we met briefly in Ventura. You guys played at the, con- oh, I think it's a concrete jungle it was back then. I don't think, I, didn't, I don't think it survived the pandemic. Oh, bummer. Uh, bummer. But, uh, but yeah, it was awesome to see. I remember when I saw you guys, I was like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, dude. This, cause, uh, Josh had told me you guys were coming down to check it out. I was like, all right, dude. So I, I brought my daughter down, you know what I mean? Cause it was an art show thing. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, Fuck yeah, dude! This is up my alley, man. You know, yeah, I mean? that's where I met both of y'all in the parking lot buying pins. Right, yeah. 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 She was she was looking for some pride pins, I'm sure, some non-binary shit. I think I, I, think I bought a Black Sabbath pin I like already had, so I was like, oh, I might as well have two. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Well, um, yeah. Anyway, officially, uh, it's awesome to have you on. Uh, the new record is awesome. I've been I appreciate you guys sending me the code for it. I've been jamming it all month, dude. Oh um, yeah, I'm stoked awesome. on it. It's a uh, brain dust, right? That's right. Yeah. When's it coming out? December 10th. Okay, so next. Oh yeah, it'll also be out like a week before, probably. Yeah, it's awesome. cool. coming coming That's right up. Yeah, dude. Um, well, if you guys could, I mean, if you don't mind, just kind of introducing yourself, what you do in the band, you know what I mean? Um, I'm Conrad. Uh, I play bass and vocals. I do some guitar on the record, but Doc's way better than me, so. I just kind of make make him play the complicated stuff. There you go. <laughs> I'm Doc. I'm uh, Conrad's complicated guitar, uh, you know, servant. Guitar servant. <laughs> nice. Uh, and, uh, I also yell occasionally. There you go. Yeah, excuse Perfect. you, James. I'm yeah, gonna need I, you to pardon me. Not step I, on my toes there. Yeah. I thought you were done. But never done. There's always. You should know better. There's always a yes and. Yeah. Uh, how, how many years of comedy sports, James? How many years? Four years. Four years. That's right. Not bad. Got him trained. And um, James, obviously, you're the drummer, right? That's right. I play there drums. I ha- I own the van. Uh, I keep an eye on the money. There you go. That's the important <laughs> role, right there, dude. Who that's owns the does. fucking van? You know what that's I mean? Right. Yeah, that's right. That's, you're really and, technically the boss. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? your van yeah. man. <clears throat> Which is odd for a drummer, I guess. I don't know. Is it odd for a drummer to own the van? 
I owned a van for a long time. Our drummer owned a van. So, yeah, drummers are I mean, tend to be the responsible guy. You know what I mean? I've, I've had like six vans, so it's just kind of always been me. <laughs> really? Yeah. When nice. we started the band, Doc had one too, so we were just just really ready to go. We had a whole fleet. Beautiful, dude. Yeah. So how long have you guys been a band? Jeeves uh, and I started playing in 2017. Um, okay. prob- probably like, I don't know, May, March, April, May. Okay. And then Doc probably joined like eight months after that. Oh, yeah, it was okay. a, so early, early 2018. Yeah. Early around, 2018, huh? Yeah. Is, um, I, was say, I mean, obviously, I'm sure you guys are all in other bands. You guys all, did you guys all grow up in the Bay Area or how, how's that work? I did. Uh, I've lived mm-hmm. in the Bay my whole life. Um, yeah, still haven't left. I don't know if I ever will. Maybe I'll no, you don't think so? Towny motherfucker my whole life. I don't there know. you go. <laughs> what about you, Doc? I grew up in uh, Southern California. I grew up I grew up in L.A. Ah, hence the L.A. comment earlier uh-huh. before uh-huh. we were recording. Got it. Indeed. <laughs> Mr. Hollywood. Uh, and for the record, moved. Uh, Glowing Brain loves playing in L.A. They'd love to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Book us. Book us now. We sure yeah. do. Yeah. When did you move to the Bay? Uh, 2007. Oh, okay. So, so I've been, been up here for a while. while. A minute. Yeah. yeah. What about you, bud? Uh, I'm from the Midwest. I'm from Indiana. I moved out here in 2014. Okay. Um, yeah, I grew up in Indianapolis. I lived in Bloomington for like five and a half years, but okay. I'm from the corn. So and, uh, in, in Indianapolis, here. what, I mean, there's a scene out there, right? Obviously there's yeah, people for out there. Sure. We yeah, never played some... out there, I don't think. You know what I mean? But um, there's got to be something going on, right? Yeah, there there sure is. Uh, Indy has always had like a cool, thriving hardcore scene, and then Bloomington is like definitely like Planet X Records is from down there, so That's all right. like the folk punky kind of right. stuff. Uh, but you know, there's also just a fresh batch of like 18 to 22 year olds all the time. So there's just thriving art and music all the time. That's cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what did, what made you decide to go to the Bay Area? I did some West Coast tours and decided that I was, uh, wasting my time not living in California because it's so yeah. rad here. Like, <laughs> it is. I, I wanted to get out here. Yeah. So pulled the trigger and came on out. There you go, so, man. It's yeah. The, a uh, wild ride. It, people do, uh, people that haven't toured and gone around this country forget how fucking nice this place is. Right. You know what I yeah. mean? Like I've been to all, I've been, to, I think I've been to all 50 States and right. I, I would rather live here. I pay out the ass for it. I'm sure you guys paid double that. You know what I mean? <laughs> what are you but, talking um, about, man? The base hella cheap. Yeah, yeah. I, and I was talking to Josh, uh, you know, from milk Blath about the rent up there. I was like, Oh my God, dude. I mean, how are you guys not robbing people? You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, we're, we're not, not going to say anything incriminating. All this, yeah. we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Are you man. from Ventura originally? Uh, kind of. I was born in the middle of the fucking Mojave, like Death Valley. Okay. I grew up in a really wild fucking area, dude. Like, I grew up in like a town of like 500 people, and uh, there was no cops. There was no. My dad owned a gold mine when I was a kid. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was. I grew up in a really wild way until I was about 12. 10 or 12 and then we moved to Ventura my mom started fucking some scummy biker out here and so uh, you know thank god nice. it was the best best bad decision she ever made you know what I mean it was, it was beautiful man so uh yeah I've been, I've been I bounced back and forth when I was a kid but I I call Ventura my home now dude I mean I've been here since I was about 10 12 you know for sure 
So I love it, dude. I mean, I just, I love it. I love it in Southern California. Even up there, every time I've ever been up there, it's great, you know, but, um, you'd certainly fucking pay for it, dude. As I get older and more grumpy, I definitely would like to move away. You know what I mean? Get property and shoot some stuff, but sure. I get that. Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't know what it is. It's like you hit this gap, you know what I mean? Where you're like, I fucking hate neighbors, man. I hate them, you know? I spent a lot of time in Ventura growing up because most of my family is from Carp, Carpentry. Oh, really? So I was in Carpinteria like five, six times a year. Once a really? year, my dad was always like, I think th- I think we're moving to Carp this summer. And my brother yeah. and I were like, let's just do it. Stop talking about it. Like, you know. That's but, a perfect yes. little town, man. Oh, it's awesome. I loved it, you know. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's Every house great. there is a million dollars. It's right on the fucking beach. Yeah. It's now, but back then it was just like, you know, when my family moved there, there was like one stoplight type of town, you know. Oh, yeah. Burger Shack by the beach. And now it's like super trendy and nice and yeah expensive it's it's a beautiful beautiful place like it's yeah it's gorgeous they don't have a target they don't have nothing there dude it's fucking nice man i did actually so i was a um i i was like a project manager for massive like heavy civil engineering shit like i did rebuilt freeways and all that stuff and i redid all of carpenteria's they're redoing it now still from where i left off but all of carpenteria's uh, casitas off ramp and linden and all this shit i redid all that was my last job i had right before i got this other gig i got now but yeah. uh yeah i did i redid i spent like four solid years in carp working dude i fucking it was the only town i've ever worked in and i'm working on freeways right so i'm fucking up traffic it's bad you know what i mean i got people <laughs> screaming at me fucking you know what i mean throwing shit that's the only town i've ever worked in where people were like nice like at one point one lady like came up she's like had something in her hands i'm like oh here we go <laughs> you know, and she's like, I just wanted to say you guys are doing such a good job. And she gave us like a box of cookies. I was, oh, all, yeah, I was like all terrified. You know? I was like, what the fuck? Like, where's the complaint? You know what I mean? But just nice, nice fucking people. This is crazy, you know? Yeah, I haven't been there in a while. It's a beautiful place, though. So. Yeah, man. I mean, I haven't, um, haven't been anywhere recently. None of us have. I know. COVID, you know? yeah. It's been, are you guys finally climbing out of it up there? Every time it feels like that, I mean. Yeah slowly sort of you know it's like one step forward two steps back is it like feel feels that way you know we'll see we'll see what happens with the winter holidays coming up but yeah are they doing the vaccine mandate shit up there for shows and everything yeah 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 no vax no entry yeah yeah they're out in ventura county they're not doing it it's it's been nice it's been really fucking nice shows have been going off dude it's it's the wild fucking west out here i mean you're wearing a mask you know what i mean but Dude, they're fucking doing shows. Five, six hundred kids are showing up. You know what I mean? What? It's like, Damn. It's insane, dude. Get down there. I, saw, yeah, uh, I, mean, I, I saw footage of Milk Bath playing in like a backyard. And it yeah, there was like 300 wild. people there, dude. It was nuts. I mean, yeah, it's fucking awesome. nuts down here right now. <laughs> so I was like, come on down, dude. It's, you know, no, you know, I mean, everyone's being responsible as they can. But at a certain point, fuck it, you got to live your life, dude. I mean. We are where we are at this point, right? I mean, we'll just want to cut loose after being pent up for a year plus, you know. Especially yeah, that's a the lot kids seem to blow off. Yeah, especially the kids. Like, you know, I'm I'm old. I'm like almost forty. I don't know how old you guys are, but you know, the the kids are the ones that are fucking the ones that are just out of high school. They miss their whole senior year. Those kids are going wild right now, dude. It's, <laughs> it's fucking nuts down here. It, it's a tr- that band Turnstile. Have you ever heard that band? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They played. They played here at the Civic Center. It was like seven hundred fucking kids. Damn. Did anybody shit in the mosh pit? No, that happened <laughs> after. But yeah, that was that was the the I think the I don't know where was that? Where did that happen? It was up north, right? 
I don't remember. I just know yeah. it from the internet. <laughs> not, I don't know. Oxnard's not known for taking shits in the audience. <laughs> Very respectful crowd. I, I mean, that was much... a thing. I thought you were joking. <laughs> no, this actually happened. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, someone took a shit and threw it up on stage at him while they were playing. Like yeah, it was. I, I want to say it was in Oregon or Washington, but I've heard of heckling, but that's 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 next level heckling. Next level <laughs> shit. What's up, guys? This week's podcast is sponsored by the Garage Bar. 1091 Scandia Avenue, Ventura, California, a beautiful spot, a new spot. If you want drinks, if you want good vibes, you want good times, you want a bunch of cool fucking people, bartenders that know what they're doing, that can actually make decent cocktails, uh, run by decent humans. This guy right here, Jay, hit him with the specials. So on Monday, we do industry night. On Tuesday, we're doing taco Tuesdays with trivia. Bring a group of friends by, come hang out, have a good time, get a good deal on tacos, three tacos and a beer for 10 bucks. You can't beat that. Wednesday, we have blues ran by Randy Marin. You can give him a call. Look us up on our social media, the garage bar Ventura. You can get the information there to check it out. Thursdays, we're just hanging out and chilling. We got stuff going on. Come by and see what's happening. Fridays, we're going to be starting karaoke this weekend. We're going to have karaoke at the Garage Bar now. And then on Saturdays, we're starting with different live bands, and we're working on doing stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun and funky reggae, light music, fun stuff. Something you can bring your mama to. So Sundays, we got me, DJ also, Clark bringing it up in the back end, because that's what Clark likes to do. Uh, we do soul Sundays. We got Karina's next door to us doing a good brunch burger and different specials for uh, food. And you can swing by and grab some fruit from them. Come out next to us and get a couple cocktails, hang out, start your Sunday. Right. Again, all our social media is the garage bar Ventura. We really appreciate you guys coming by and hope to see you soon. Yeah. What I, have you guys ever had any bad hecklers or fucking like people fucking with you while you're playing? Not so Not much really. in this band, but over the no. years, Certainly. I've, I've played in a band for a while where we definitely sort of uh, intentionally antagonized the crowd. Oh, really? And, uh, oh, yeah. Okay. And uh, I've definitely had people pretty angry, you know, at me and my bands, yelling shit, throwing shit. I've thrown shit back at people. But okay. Not actual shit, not like turnstile, but yeah. things, objects. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, when you're young, <laughs> man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. When you're young, you really want to, it's, you, there's a, something built into you, especially playing like, oh, was it punk? Was it metal? What was it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Punk bands. You're trying to piss people off, you know? For sure. But the band I was in, The Wrath, uh, for years, we had guys that, we had people that, I don't know what it was. We brought something out in people, like that just, they acted like fucking animals, dude. Like, we Fuck, couldn't. The fucking Wrath was rowdy. I like that band, man. Oh, uh, thank you, man. Yeah. It, it, and it was like, we had, dude, we had, um, Quick story, like, we played this place in Lancaster, and, uh, I, we were like, we're about to go into our last song, and we were gonna, we were covering Peter and the Test Tube Babies, like, band from the, band from the pubs, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know why. We always did weird covers, but, uh, I'm like, I'm looking down to tune, and I look up, and there's a fucking dude on the stage, and he's covered in blood, like, blood everywhere, and he's bleeding on my mic, and he's, and it ends up being a security guard. Someone hit him in the head with a bottle. Right. So he's fucking bleeding everywhere, but now he's on my mic and he's fucking yelling, blah, blah, you know, like you motherfuckers, like trying to threaten people from the crowd into the crowd. You know what I mean? And I didn't know like what was going on besides the fact there's just some dude bleeding all over the place on my, on the, on the stage, on my mic. You know what I mean? So I'm like, Hey, what's up motherfucker? And he turned around and I just gave him like a Spartan kick 
into the crowd, dude. And then we started banned from the pubs. And I remember like the pit went and he just was gone. Like right when they circled, I was like, Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? But Damn, we had shit like that all the time. It was fucking wild, man. Like, yeah, it was a good. I, I played, I played in a band called nervous for a couple of years and we did a European tour and we didn't get heckled in Germany cause that's not their style. But there was a guy who came up to us afterward and was like, you know, I'm wondering, uh, you came all this way, and I'm wondering, maybe you did not rehearse enough for the tour? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, okay, probably not. <laughs> That's so good. That actually is actually perfect, because, like I said uh, before, James, you got on, I was I was just saying, we just played our uh, show in Pasadena last night. Oh, shit, my, okay. my band, Tongue, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so it's weird. We haven't played in L.A., because we started playing right before COVID, and Everything shut down. So this is really our first show in LA, like since we've been a band for the last three years, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, we play this show. The fucking first band that plays is a Sabbath cover band, which you're like, okay, oh, yeah. cool. Like, right, but that can go either way, right? Yeah. So the fucking singer looks like Rob Halford, but he's not there yet. So I was calling him Bob Halford. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and every, between every two songs, he'd go, let's go, Brandon. And he'd oh. fucking scream shit. And they played for a fucking hour, right? Like they went way over their set time. You know what I mean? And it was, it was okay. They were good at it, whatever. Anyway, so now, like at this point, I'm like, look, dude, I'm not cutting my set, whatever. So we end up getting on there. We fucking start way late. We play our set. We get off, you know, and I'm sweaty. I'm fucking getting my shit. I'm hustling out, you know, kind of by the merch table. And this fucking guy, Bob, let's just set the tone here. Black wife beater, uh, like acid wash jeans and a flannel tied around his waist, right? And like a, like a, dude, just sick, sick bro. He comes, he stops me. I'm carrying both my guitars. He goes, Hey bro, sick set. I got two, two points for you. I'm like, I'm like, excuse me. Like, you know, he threw me off, threw me off for a second. I'm like, I'm like, okay, dude, what's up? And he's all, I'd love to hear that stuff slowed down a little bit. I think your voice really would do well, better with the slower stuff than the faster stuff. And I'm like, I'm standing there with both my guitars in my hand, and I'm like, oh, yeah? Cool, dude. You want to produce it? You should produce it, dude. And I just start fucking, like, giving, you know, giving him hell. And he's like, I got him to go for about five, ten minutes, just giving me, it's like, two-pointers, bro. I just want to go over these with you real quick. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, Let me get the notepad. Let's go over this. Let's <laughs> Yo, that, the, the just... show we played in, uh, we played in Reno before all this. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. man. And, oh, uh, God, dude. And the show was not good. We played at a, yeah. a venue called uh jub jub's thirst parlor yeah no show let's let's set the record no show in reno has ever been good ever yeah I, that was my yeah. first and only time in reno yeah, so far but uh, never never had a good show time. we showed up we did our little thing there was like 15 people in the venue and afterwards like the next morning we received like a multi-paragraph email from some dude and he similarly he was like i really liked your band but i just have some advice for you guys you're not you're not there yet to be playing full stacks <laughs> like i wanted to be in there enjoying it and i had to go outside and like my wife was you know she couldn't be in because you guys are so oppressively loud and we were like oh, it was like God, four paragraphs of this dude who in his mind i think was being helpful oh like, they are all being helpful <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah but the balls on you you know what i mean like have you ever in your life seen a band and be like hey man just met you Got a couple pointers for you. Let me tell you, you know what I mean? Like, let, me let me tell you what you're doing wrong. <laughs> yeah, All right, big guy, listen up. I got some notes for you. <laughs> yeah, dude. 
it's such a wild thing to do. Like, I want to start doing it more. You know what I mean? Like, just, you know, with bands that are terrible, you know, what I mean? that you end up playing with and be like, hey, guys, come here. Let me, let's get a huddle up real quick. You know what I mean? Let's, let's do this. Let's... Hey, that guy's here again. We should slow the songs down tonight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was wild. John's dude. advice. Yeah, Fucking it was Bob wild. Halford man. from Pasadena. Thank God, Bob Halford, dude. Yeah, let's go, Brandon. In between every fucking song, dude. Jeez. It was incredible, man. But the bar was cool. I mean, so that was good. But um, I wanted to ask, okay, so the record's coming out on the 10th, right? You said? Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys recorded it up there? Yeah, uh, yeah we were... Go ahead. We recorded at uh, L Studio. Sorry, we're all just so eager to talk. We've been That's shut it. in for 20 months. Uh, but yeah, we recorded at L Studio uh, with Phil Becker. Mm-hmm. Um, who's done some records that we were super stoked on. Um, and, you know, turns out he's also a uh, sensitive stoner weirdo, so we all nice. just got along super well. He did uh, a great job, too. He did such yeah. a good job. Yeah, man. Yeah, the I mean, the difference between the first LP and the and this one is, I mean, obviously the recording quality is, I mean, the what bad the other one isn't bad at all. You know, I mean, two pointers for you. Hold on. Um, I'm just, <laughs> right, no, on. the other one isn't bad at all. I mean, I when I heard it, the tunes are ripping. It's all good, you know. But when you guys sent me this, like, it's such a massive difference in quality. And then obviously the tone, like your guys' shit is, it's so much more sonic. It's like. It's, I, you know, I want to say refined, you know what I mean? But it's like, it's fucking so on point, dude. And it, it is like, everything comes through really well. You know what I mean? Everyone likes to do a good recording, but it's rare that it comes out, you know, especially for loud, heavy bands. You know what I mean? And yeah. that was one of the cooler things. I was like, dude, whoever fucking recorded this understands heavy music. Right. You know what I mean? They really understood it. Stand well, it, you know I mean? yeah. And I mean, to give credit where credit is due, Doc's not on that first EP. Like, oh, really? Not, okay. Yeah. That's just. Me and Conrad. Conrad oh, really? Okay. Bass and guitar. Yeah. So yeah. I think a lot of like the the depth that has entered the the band at this point is is because there's three of us, you know. Right. And so there's two guitar. I mean, there's two guitars on the first one too, but it's yeah. it's just Conrad playing both parts, and now we have two different players playing them a lot of the time. So sounds cool. Which you and guys are going to keep it three so. piece? Yeah. <laughs> you guys are going to keep it three piece though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, I think there's unless a lot we of find we another do. person that fits our weird aesthetic, you know. Yeah, and that's a tough one. That's a tough ask, dude. You know what I mean? It is. But um, yeah, the fucking record sonically is. I mean, because the influence is like I hear. Obviously, I'm like biased, dude. I I do hear some glass and ashes. I hear some wild glass and ashes shit in there. I hear, but I also hear some Motorhead shit. I hear like everything. You know what I mean? And it's fucking cool because you don't see a lot of bands that can combine those like melodic elements with just straightforward fucking gnarly, almost like D beat riffs. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of fucking yeah. stuff going on in there. You know what I mean? But um, it's just, a, it's, I feel like I, you know, I don't know how you guys feel about it. Do you feel like as if it really got to like develop your overall, how you're sounding, you know, at this point, like, are you guys really comfortable with how you're writing now? I mean, with, yeah, we, I mean, we, we worked really hard on that record and yeah. you know, there was definitely, lulls in the songwriting process where we're like conceptualizing the record thinking about what's going to round it out and writing songs and being like you know that's not it like let's not use that and we had a song oh, okay. that is a cool song but just didn't fit on the record at all so we were pretty intentional about it at a, after a certain point and trying to figure out what the record should sound like and how it should be rounded out and stuff 
you know, we like is that, this. is that a product due to COVID and not having anything else to do? Or is that something you guys were actively looking to do anyway? No, no I mean, we recorded, we recorded the record as COVID was starting. So oh, okay. It was all written. Like the, nice. the world was shutting down while we were in the studio. Oh, okay. So, and that actually, that slowed the whole process down of like mixing and everything. Cause then we couldn't, we couldn't go like sit with Phil in the studio and like mix together mm-hmm. and all that. But yeah, we, we were written, the whole record was written before everything okay. got insane. Yeah. To speak, yeah. Uh, to speak to the, the comment you made about glass and ashes, funny story is that, you know, good friends with Josh Hayes. Um, and I was always, you guys were talking about it on the podcast a couple weeks ago where he was saying how he was like, oh yeah, my friend Conrad knows how to play those Glass and Ashes songs. Mm-hmm. So I was like always bugging Josh. I was like, hey, what tuning does Glass and Ashes play in? Like, I can't figure it out. Weird, dude. And yeah. he like, we were drinking and he told it to me. And then like the next day I was, I was like trying to figure it out. And I like, I got it wrong, but it was close enough. Mm. And then like that kind of became part of the sound of some of the Glowing Brain songs was like, right you know, us liking Glass and Ashes, but also me getting the Glass and Ashes tuning wrong. And then right. being like, oh, I can work with this. Like, and so, you know. Yeah. What, I mean, do you, like, is it a secret or do you guys, because tongue tunes wild as well. Well, I always played in drop C in the Wrath, yeah. but tongue is now in G and A. <laughs> oh my God, that's You so know what low. I mean? So it's like a double G <laughs> octaves, G, G, C, F, A, D. So that's how we play now. And that was spawned from Glass and Ashes as well. Okay, cool. You know what I mean? Because uh-huh. some of their other shit. Because I, I would watch Mike Gleason was the drummer, and he was him and Josh wrote a lot of that shit. And I'd be watching him. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? I pinned him down mm-hmm. one day. I was like, you better I, – I need to know, dude. Like, what what is happening? And so oh. he told me kind of what it was, and I started fucking around. Same thing, you know? Yeah. I'll throw to Doc about the, the specifics of the tuning because I don't – I'm not really good with that stuff. Mm. Well, but you we'll, taught me the tuning, dude. Yeah, but I just, <laughs> just twisted the knobs till something sounded cool, and Josh was like, you think you got it wrong. So, like, most of the songs are in, like, yes, the E-flat standard. So, like, oh, okay. step down. Yeah. But then the other tuning, the glass national tuning, we just call it the big tuning. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, I can't even remember. It's it's B, A, D, F sharp, B, D, but all of that's half a step down. So, right. I don't know how to translate that. Yeah. B-flat, so just, A-flat. D yeah. flat, F okay. natural, I got you. B flat, D flat. We just call it the, the big tuning. Yeah. See, I like your I like your style here because I'm a moron and I don't know shit about playing music. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like if, when people start asking me like technical questions, like I just like I'm interested because the, the songs, the way the chords are open, you know what I mean? Like they sound yeah. fucking gnarly. I can tell there's obviously some tuning going on, but I'm I'm a real moron when it comes to that shit. Like my other my guitar player can tell you exactly what you're probably doing, but. Yeah, like, Doc can it tell, sounds cool, can tell us what big we're tuning, doing. Big tuning. Yeah. <laughs> it's a B minor seventh tuning, but yeah, half totally. a step down from that. Yeah. I don't know. So, yeah, I just found just out what a big, chromatic big. scale was the other day. You yeah, know what I mean? I had no idea what it was. <laughs> My guitar player's like, yeah, you're fucking playing a chromatic scale. I'm like, I don't know what you're saying to me, dude. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking You're like, about? does it start on the third fret or the fourth? I'm, I'm like, all, yeah. You mean like a black flag? I, all I did was try to rip off a black flag riff. He's all, yeah, that's chromatic. Go. They do chromatic shit. I'm like, yeah. cool, sounds good, dude. Whatever. <laughs> like, whatever, dude. You guys yeah. play octave, so it's G and then the lowest string. So it's G, G as the G, 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 C. So it's drop. It, it'd be like D standard tuning, but the fucking 
the low is low low you know that's thick yeah it's yeah. thick dude yeah. that's thick it's fun it sounds though. fun I'm gonna yeah it's, it's very cool but it you do you lock yourself in a box though a little bit you know what i mean every you really got to try hard to get out of it you know what i mean because you're very limited as far as what you can pull off you know totally <clears throat> that can be the trappings of and that we've that's come up for us before we're like this sounds cool but didn't we already write this riff right when we're coming yeah. up with new stuff we're like yeah, I think yeah. we just ripped ourselves off again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. But um, so the recording was basically done in COVID. So you got, I mean, you guys got to really sit on it and listen to the mixes and and have it be exactly how you wanted. That's probably a benefit because I remember we recorded and you're always in such a rush to get it right. done. Yeah, you know I mean, so when you can really sit on something for a month and hear it, you know what I mean, or whatever, and then come back and you might have some fresh ears by then. You know what I mean? That's that's a good move. You know? Yeah, it was a nice luxury to have because yeah. you know we're finance the whole thing ourselves so there wasn't like a label to put it out that we were like trying to fit uh you know we weren't trying to fit an external schedule right we just you know everything was in our own time and right. you know is it going to be a self-release or are you guys on a, a label or anything we're going to be co-releasing it with a uh, tgic the ghost is clear okay uh, yeah. label based out of denver and uh kc okay um yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. They do yep. a lot of, like, weirdo Midwestern fucked up noise rock. Awesome, dude. Yeah, yeah so they're you more guys of a are... noise rock label. We're kind of the, the weirdo. You're the rock part? <clears throat> yeah. yeah. yeah we put the rock in noise rock. <laughs> there you go, dude. Yeah, it's a good idea. I mean, honestly, I've, I've changed my whole thing on music. Like, you don't need a fucking label anymore. You know, what you guys are doing, it seems like the right way to move. Get a fucking nice publicist for a couple months. Mm-hmm. Press the fucking put the record out, you know what I mean? And you guys got actually got vinyl press, right? Yep. yep. Which you're ahead of the game there, you know what I mean? It's like a ten month fucking back order to get a record press right now. I mean, we I mean, improved the test presses like what in like April or May or something. So it's it's been a long process. It took a really long time. Every, yeah. every step getting this record out has taken so long, but we're there. The records are just uh, one room over in my house, so like I have them. So nice. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys had vinyl releases like in other bands before? Yeah. That's good. That's cool, man. Yeah. yeah. It, so it's, I remember it being so fucking special for that. You know what I mean? Like for my It still first feels really special yeah, to yeah. me. I was like, yeah. yeah. It, the, the magic is still there. Like the first time I was on a seven inch, similarly, like I couldn't believe it. Like looking yeah. at my own record. And oh, do you even drop now, a deal like, for the first time? My yeah. God. But yeah. even now, it's like when the record showed up at my house and I was like, I like opened a box of each color variant and was just like staring at it. It's like it's so cool. It's still man. very magical for me. What a cool like, feeling. Yeah. And and the artwork, I mean, is ma- who did the artwork for that shit? Because the artwork's fucking awesome for the uh, record. Clint Clint Bockel, the Clizza. He he does a like a Bo- Boca de Fuma studio. Um, okay. He's he plays in a bunch of bands around here. Hazards Cure, Death Grave. Um, Owl, Isotope. Isotope. He's he's a, oh, just okay. a, a ripping drummer, and uh, he he had seen us, and we we reached out to him, and we're like, we don't have a concept, so we just gave him a list of like, we like skulls and weed and space nice. and cats and like what skateboards <laughs> and like, we're just like, just do whatever you want to do, and he did such a fantastic job. It looks incredible on, like, so we were so thrilled that it came out the way it did. He did the layout and everything too, and it's fucking. So cool looking. Yeah, it's all so cohesive, you know what I mean? And I mean, there's no overall theme to the record, you know what I mean? A lot of bands have like a overall fucking concept or whatever, but you guys really just kind of, I mean, the songs speak for themselves. I mean, I like that the songs, a lot of the song titles seem to be a little bit of tongue in cheek, you know what I mean? Kind of, 
know what yeah. I mean? Um, which is cool. I like that shit. A band that takes himself super serious, especially like, you know, cl- stoner bands or, you know, guys that, you know what I mean? Like, you're like, dude, come on, man. You know what I mean? But, um, right. yeah. I like that a lot of the song titles are like tongue in cheek and, you know, but then the lyrics are fucking, you know, I was reading through a lot of the lyrics and stuff like that, just trying to get an overall vibe of the record, you know, and it's, it's, it's cool. I mean, I, I just, the, with the artwork yeah. and everything going on with it, you know, I didn't see any overall major theme, but I mean, besides, you know, space and skulls and shit. You know, know. An- anxiety, there you go. I guess. <laughs> anxiety. But I think that's just more collateral damage. That's like, (laughs) I think we're just anxious people. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, a lot of the song titles, like, sometimes we'll just be, like, goofing off at practice, dicking around, and, like, someone will say something, and I'm like, oh, I should, like, write that down and save it for later. Mm -hmm. So, like, a lot of the songs, I'll just put a title there as a working title, Mm -hmm. and then I'm like... Maybe I'll just write the songs based on this like dumb, dumb thing we said. Like, dude, that's you know? that's exactly how we do shit. Yeah. Like, literally, like, we wrote a song and I just called it Bromo Sapien, and like <laughs> now that's the title. <laughs> it's also the only lyrics in the whole song, too. <laughs> yeah, I think, You're like, I think yeah. Both the singles we released so far were things that James said at practice when we were just like smoking weed. Yeah, and he was that's like, true. We were like I'm very clever. Up. <laughs> yeah, you're something of an oracle. There you we were like smoking. We're like. Oh, I'll just smoke the rest of this roach, like instead of rolling a new one. Mm-hmm. James is like, "Oh, fucking smoking the brain dust of yesteryear, hell yeah!" Like, <laughs> you awesome, all nailed it. Keep I was it. Like, yeah, I think we're gonna use that for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's fucking. Yeah, that's funny, man. It's like because I'm not a stoner anymore. I don't smoke pot anymore, man. I, but I spent many, many, many years smoking. Uh, and something that Josh brought up, you know, when we were talking and, and one of the things that made me so stoked about you guys is that he's like, I don't think I've met another band that smokes as much weed and plays as fast as, as Glowing Brand does. <laughs> I remember hearing you know? that on the episode. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. And I was like, that fucking makes me stoked because the wrath was, Thank you, Josh. <laughs> we were holding that torch for a minute. You know what I mean? We were, for sure. I'm, we were recorded on, uh, 6606 and we were doing fucking gravity bong hits but right before vocals and shit dude it was sick. we used to tour with a volcano like the oh the trash bag ones oh this yeah was, this was in the early 2000s before anyone had seen them you know what i mean and we would fuck up parties dude like <laughs> you know we'd be in the middle of the midwest like you know somewhere oh, where you no. live and with california weed and a vaporizer and dude, we had people th- thought they were, th- people thought we were spiking him. Like, you know what I mean? Like we woke up and a whole house wanted to fight us once because we just, we watched 15 people eat shit into their own fucking couches and they thought we fucking like drugged them, dude. This band I mean? came like, through town. They poisoned us with their California freak they weed. They brought this bullshit California freak <laughs> weed. Yeah, we used to smoke us. a, god damn, we used to smoke a lot of weed. But I wanted to ask like, you know, when you're, when you play fast and you're high, I think maybe you guys are some of the only ones that get it. You know what I mean? Like, there's such a beauty to being high out of your mind and speed picking oh, that really? I don't know if oh, anyone yeah. really understands. You know what I mean? Cause normally you think we well, play slow, but you can get into like this, like sub rhythm when you're out of your mind high. You know what I mean? When you're playing incredibly fast, you know? I think any tempo, I mean, Playing music any tempo is fun to play stoned. Yeah, any tempo. I guess slow. I, I guess both tempos are. I think fun we're to better just at playing fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very fun, dude. But I remember, yeah, we would just we were the wrath was so goddamn high. I mean, we would have we. I and I'm I'm gonna say it. I think we coined the term safety meeting. You know, have you guys ever heard that term? Oh. 
Oh, okay. So it, I, people say it all the time in bands now, but we were touring in, in like 04 to 0 or to 2010. Mm-hmm. And we would, before shows, have a safety meeting where we'd go in the van and fucking get ripped right before we play. You know what I mean? So like, and it was our secret code to everyone because we didn't want to share all the weed with everyone. Yeah. So we'd be like, oh yeah, man, we'll be right back. We'll talk to them. We got to go have a safety meeting. And they'd be like, okay. Like, <laughs> and then we'd roll out of the van higher than a kite and then play fucking Slayer's like speed. You know oh, what I mean? Awesome. Like, I so that. we would, we would call it a safety meeting. You know what I mean? And I remember hearing bands like later on would say it and I'm all, why the fuck do you hear that, dude? You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? You know? That's awesome. It travels fast in the underground, yeah. man. It does, man. It does. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously you guys smoke pot. I'm sure it's not your, you live and die by it, right? No, and I don't want to, I don't want to destroy the mystique, but I'm, I don't like even play shows that stoned, you know? Oh, really? But, uh, yeah. We definitely get pretty torqued up at practice and stuff, but yeah, that's the way to do it, man. It helps the creativity. You know what I mean? got to unlock whatever parts of our brain. Right. Um, and that's something I wanted to ask about too, is like, I've seen you guys mention a couple times, like this long haired punks thing, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen you guys mention that stuff and it's, it's a cool, for me, it makes sense. Cause I was that guy. I was a metalhead that fell in love with punk rock later. You know what I mean? And I, yeah. I just, I found all these things that I loved about punk rock. Cause I was, I was like a extreme, I was into like cannibal corpse and shit in like sixth grade. You know what I mean? Damn. And then, I punk sounded like shit to me most of the time. You know what I mean? But when I got older, I got tired of hearing about like babies being ripped apart. You know what I mean? Like lyrically, you know what I mean? And so I, I I started getting into like punk rock and it actually said something, you know what I mean? And, and it was for me, it was bands like uh, his hero's gone neurosis, tragedy, all that shit that like really got me like into hardcore and punk rock and DB and all that stuff. But um, the long-haired punk thing, like, do you got what? Is there any theory behind it, or is it just what you refer to yourselves? Like, where do the influences come from for you guys? I mean, you know, we're kind of in the same boat. I think most of us came at it from the other end of the spectrum, where like we all, you know, came up in like the punk and hardcore scenes, oh, okay. and then, you know, uh, at least for myself, kind of. Like, I started listening to, like, extreme metal properly, like, once I moved to the Bay. Because, you know, all yeah. the crusty kids would be rocking, like, you know, Dark Throne and Mayhem shirts. And it was like, oh, cool, yeah, 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 that's, that's the crazy fucking guy who killed the guy and blah, blah, blah. Right. What's that about? <clears throat> uh, yeah. I don't know, I, I yeah. got into metal before punk, actually. Like, huh. Did you? Actually, when I was, like, 12 or 13, my cousin took me to see Slayer at the Ventura Theater. Um... And that like blew my mind. I was like, you can just, you can just do this. Yeah. You can just like listen to crazy music all the time. Like this is, yeah, I think I'm going to do this for a while. <laughs> nice. Dude. And then I got, I got into punk like later in my teens. Cause I was like, oh, I should probably have some frame of reference to this stuff. Yeah. Like, but yeah, I, I got into, you know, good and very, very bad metal early on. Like I had like Slipknot posters and, you know, I like yeah. Limp Biscuit. you know, like I was of yeah. that age and like listening to the MTV radio rock and stuff and totally man, yeah. but also like Slayer and stuff like that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of the new metal was like engineered towards 12 year old kids. Oh yeah. <laughs> so like sure. if you grew up between 1985 to 1990 and yeah. you know, yeah, that's yeah. just, you that might've got caught in the wave dude. And that corn wave. <laughs> 
Anyway, I, 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 sure got, I got caught in the wave. I sure. absolutely did. did. Yeah. Be it from <laughs> yeah. the Midwest, there's no way you absolutely. were a Slipknot fan. You know what I mean? I got pummeled by the wave. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was a little too old for it. I, I remember the corn the was around, and I was like, this is nuts. Have you heard neurosis? You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? I was like, this is fucking, I'm out, dude. But I don't hate, I, you know, my, my years of, uh, shaming people for their past music. You know what I mean? I've learned from my children that genres are dead and it means nothing. You know what I mean? Like I made, I built my whole identity off being a punker or a metalhead. You know what I mean? And my kids don't give a flying fuck about genres. Of music anymore. <laughs> it's like, it's so wild, dude. Like, That's cool you, though. yeah. What type like, of music do your kids like? It, who fucking knows, dude? You can't even name it. You know what I mean? You can't even name it, dude. It's like, it'll have, it'll be a song about a video game, and it's got six different genres of music in it, and it's got more downloads than the Beatles. You don't get oh, it, man. You just don't get it. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, my daughter was listening to, like, let's say, Surfboard the other day. I was oh, like, man. whoa, dude, trip. Where did you find that? And then she had a 311 song after that. And I was like, you can't do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, you're not allowed to do that. She's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, you can't, you can't do that. Like, you know, like, you know like, in my brain, you, you know what I mean? You're like, yeah, you're like, you're, I can't call my own daughter a poser, <laughs> yeah, you know, but you're yeah. kind of a poser. Yeah, yeah, but she doesn't give a fuck, you know what I mean? So you're it's like, funny, but do you guys have... 311. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> 311 fucking sucks, dude. Yeah, but do you guys have like... Okay, here's what I think when I think long hair punks. Lemmy, right? Yeah, sure. Like, do you, like, do you guys have a Mount Rushmore of people you would consider long hair punks? I mean, he's a good, he's a good start. He's definitely sure, one, you know, right? For like sure. Top, top of the list. What about, right. what about you guys? You know, I don't I know. I think like... I, I, it's, I don't know if I have an exact person in mind, but I just think like if we were just to call ourselves like a punk band, that that brings a certain like aesthetic mm. to the front of your brain, you know, and like we're certainly not like the the fucking high and tight like hardcore kids or whatever oh yeah you know and yeah. like i feel like a lot of the music we make somewhere in there is like in response to that like mm -hmm. and like the the other two dudes doc and conrad are definitely more like closer to like metal heads mm -hmm. you know but like the amalgamation of the three of us i guess is just where we ended up yeah. landing on calling ourselves long hair punks <laughs> yeah totally dude and it, it seems to be resonating at least a little bit with it, people, it does though. you know because it is like a it's a whole nother sect of humans you know what i mean that you know what i mean that you fucking you meet guys that you know you're either a punk he punker or a metalhead you know what i mean and now right. now like i said we, you, you can like whatever you want but you know i when i think long hair punks i think lemmy and i was thinking like can we create a mount rushmore of long hair punks you know what i mean like who are those people you know what i mean I mean, you know, given that, like, to me, I think the first time I heard that the term was that, like, late in the game Venom single that came out, I don't know, five, ten years ago. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, Conrad's got the black metal poster. Let's go. I see you, I see you in the frame. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, like, Kronos would kind of have to be on there. He's up there, dude. Yeah, I think he's up there, man. His name is Conrad, too, which is interesting. Is it? Kronos' right. real, real name That's is Conrad. That's fucking interesting, man. Yeah. <laughs> So we got Lemmy, we got never Kronos. Brought that up before. Yep. Lemmy, we got Kronos. <laughs> Who else we got? We need two more guys. Two more. We need the Mount Rushmore of long hair punks right oh, now. Oh, man. This is an exercise. I like this. Yeah. yeah Locally, uh, maybe uh, Harrison, for, uh, proprietor of Hesher's Pizza. You know, oh, yeah, maybe not guy. an international star, but certainly in, in my, my uh, frame of view. Okay. Front and center. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. We'll throw him in the running. I don't know who it is, but 
you know. You guys invented it, so I'll take it. <laughs> I mean, do we throw do we throw Matt Pike in there? Yeah. I mean, that's not bad. Right? He's, he's in there. Up there. I mean, I know bad. he's Limmy 2.0, but you yeah. know what I mean? You know. But I think with more strings. Yeah, I think we throw him there. We got Limmy, we got Cloronos, we got Matt Pike, we got fucking maybe one more guy, I don't know. I don't know, maybe Mark Arm back in the day, you know. Ooh. He's kind okay. of, I feel like he doesn't have uh, super long hair anymore. I'm trying to remember if he had long hair when I saw them. Oh, you don't have to have current long hair. You just have to represent what long hair punks mean. Pretty ripping long hair. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, we'll fucking we'll settle on that for now. Up for gonna, debate. For the I'm going to think about it for a while too. I'll think get about back it to you. if you let me know. We'll so I do have some. Together. I got some um, like some stoner would you rather's. You Holy know what I mean? Shit. That I wanted okay. to fucking. We'll break oh, it up yeah. a little bit, you know. All right, it. so let's see. Um, well, first, I want to know, have you guys ever smoked yourself sober? <laughs> I've done that a couple myth. times. The myth. Shocking. Um, I went to, remember Rock the Bells, that, like, hip-hop festival that was around for a couple years? Mm. I, like, got so high so early in the day, and it was, mm. like, 2 o'clock, that I just, I kept smoking to the point where I was like, I don't even think I'm high anymore. Yeah, that's like, it. You know, that like, counts, dude. I, like, <laughs> I broke my brain and, like. You know, everyone's yep. like, you just got to smoke through it. And I guess I just smoked through it. You smoked yourself sober, dude. I That's think it. I had a good time, too. I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> That's beautiful, man. All right. So here's one. Uh, okay. Here's, you got two options. Would you rather never smell like weed again or never have red eyes after smoking? Oh, red eyes. <clears throat> that could go, that could fuck right off. <laughs> yeah. The red eyes, the eye drops and the whole deal, huh? Yeah, man. Cause I mean, you know, weed. The smell of weed, you could just, like, Febreze and, like, kind of cover it. Also, right. everybody's, you know, obviously, you were just saying down in Ventura, it's not the case. But up here, everybody's still wearing a mask. So, like, right. you got a little bit of leeway. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. eyes, man, I, 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 it's such a tell for me. It is, yeah. And, like, just dealing with putting stuff in my eyes, absolutely not. I don't want, I don't want ice cold water on the surface of... My sensitive little eyeballs. Fuck it's also, that. It's, it's really forever. not surprising to me, Doc, that you chose to not care about smelling. <laughs> <laughs> Alley-oop. Yep. Roasted. Yep. There you yep. go. I wish they like could invent something that you could like put in front of your eyes that like shielded them from the sun and people couldn't see your eyes. That's a really um, good idea, man. Yeah. yeah. What are they? Like sunglasses, right? Yeah. Some well, sort of sunglass, like yeah. I would, I would, hundred percent have Lama's to take the, the other choice because I smell. Worked, I've worked in weed for eight years. Oh, okay. Hands-on trimming management, like that stuff, and when I leave work, like you get so desensitized to it mm-hmm. over the day that I'll like get on BART or a bus or something. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, I reek of weed, like right. heavy, and I don't even have a single nug on, on me at the time. Right. It's just like in my hair, it's in my skin, it's on my arms. And I like, I change my clothes at work, you know, when I leave and stuff. And so not yeah. that it's a big deal, but sometimes it, it can attract some attention that you're not looking for when you're just trying to go home on public transit. Yeah. You know? Well, and especially it's even worse when you're high, when you're high and you think <laughs> you smell like weed, it's the fucking worst. Like you're like, yeah. Everyone knows, you know what I mean? And then here it comes. Every bad decision you've ever made since you're 15, you know what I mean? It just <laughs> starts running into your head, dude. What about you, James? What do you pick? I don't really care about either. I don't, care, don't, if I, I don't care if I look and smell like a total bust, you know? Like, <laughs> nice. I, a true stoner. A we got a true stoner here. Yeah. 
I mean, he wears it I, loud and proud. I definitely had to be more careful about that when I lived in Indiana, but now that I'm in California, I don't give ha fuck about smelling <laughs> yeah. like butt or having true, right? busted ass, red ass eyes. It's, it's all good. I don't care. <laughs> all right. So would you rather have to have the hiccups every time you dab or smoke or fart nonstop every time you eat an edible? <laughs> I feel like I haven't stopped farting my whole life, so I'll take that one. <laughs> you take fart, that one? Fart all the time. Hiccups I don't really worst, fuck with too. dabs, though. I don't, yeah. or just say smoke. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know who fucking dabs. It's a, that's a young man's game. I get hiccups really bad, so I I gotta go against that choice. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the farts worst. any day. I'm taking farts, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm farting already. Like the hiccuping isn't a constant, so like, absolutely not. Get rid of it. Yeah, hiccups would ruin marijuana for sure, dude. Oh man. Yeah, are you guys uh blunt guys or joint guy blunt or joints or bongs or what what are you guys smoking these days? Not dabs obviously, right? I feel like we're smoking a lot smoke of joints. joints. Yeah. A lot of joints, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, I was always a blunt guy, man. I fucking love those things. Yeah. Um, I've got, I, I don't know how to roll a joint, so I don't know if I again am losing cool stoner points, but Conrad <laughs> gives me shit all the time. But the problem is, I've always had a guy like Conrad in my life who rolls these like magic perfect. Oh, you're, you're there's, well, there has to be the one. You can't yeah, have two fine. pro joint rollers in a band. It's it's an unnecessary competition, right? So lately, I've been enjoying like um, palm leaf wraps. There's a mm-hmm. brand King Palm, and there's some other ones where it's like it's like a blunt. It's a blunt wrap, but there's no tobacco leaf. There's no nicotine in it. Oh, really? Um, and it's just it's like a cordia palm leaf. And uh, they make all different sizes. I actually got one that you can fit five grams in. I don't know what I'm going to ever use that for, but kill yourself. I know that I, know that I got it, so someday. <laughs> like it, that's all you can do with five grams is die, I think. Yeah, just, <laughs> just go for it. Yeah, totally, dude. Yeah, that's a fucking. Yeah, we rolled a 30 gram joint once for someone's birthday i mean it was and we have we have a pro in our midst that can do that shit and it was fucking this long i mean I it see was a picture of that it, how many somewhere, i don't know dude All it right. was like six or seven blunts at least you know what i mean like it was wild dude it was Did you I just mean, stuff like a paper towel tube full of weed and like <laughs> that's what it looked like yeah but he had it coned and everything he had a fucking legit Jeez. dude it that's was sick. awesome man but yeah it was 30 i think it was 30 grams something like that that's insane. All right. So, uh, would you give up half of your record collection and never, ha- or n- and never have to buy weed again? Like, no. If, if you never had to buy weed again, would you give up half of your record collection? Which half? Doesn't matter. It's up to you. <laughs> I'm not saying everything you love, but half. But you never, ever, ever have to buy weed ever again in any form. That's a hard no for me. I'm keeping my records. I'll buy the records. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm. I- Go ahead. I'm I'm gonna go with the. Uh, I, I work at a record store, so <laughs> I'll gladly go. part with half, half my collection if I never have to buy weed again because I can get it back. There you go. It's no thing. Yeah. I guess I'd go the opposite of Doc because I work in weed, so yeah. I <laughs> I can get that if I need it. You know, you got it all day. I'm, I'm keeping the records. You know. There you go, man. Yeah, that's a tough call. I got all these records over here that you know I I think about looking at all the time and just culling like a bunch of them. You know, because I got shit that's like. I don't, I'm not going to listen to it that much, you know what I mean? But then part of me just cannot, I can't even look at it with the thought of giving it away, you know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's totally. Wild, yeah. Dude. Buying weed's fun, too. You get to go, now that the, you go to the store, or you call a right. guy and you meet him somewhere sketchy, whatever, however you do it, yeah. buying weed's kind of fun. Buying weed used to be way fun. Now it's fucking, now you go in and you get upsold like a fucking, like you're buying a car. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> You're scrolling around on an iPad. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys yeah, have a favorite like... strain? That's a great question. Well, we were smoking, when we were writing the record, we were smoking all that crocodile bud. Ooh, yeah. That? that was fucking us all rock. up. And I, th- I think we probably could have written the record faster if we weren't <laughs> smoking this fucking chaos weed that Conrad was doing. <laughs> <laughs> Had to keep guys on your toes, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah, what crocodile I, rocked up there. I really like old school lamb's bread. It's just like a total ripper sativa. Okay. It's like, it makes you feel kind of like speedy and freaked out. But then when it comes down, it's like, I don't know. I, I, I tend to like, even like heavy indicas and stuff, like weed, I can't like smoke weed and go to bed or like chill out. Mm. It's like, I smoke weed and it's like my brain just starts going crazy. Like, right. In a good way, in a bad way, like whatever happens, happens, but it doesn't like settle me down. So. So you embrace the anxiety, just power it. through it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what actually stopped me from smoking it. You know, I just well, for, like three kids. You know, it's like I don't got time yeah. to be stoned all day anymore. Yeah, but yeah, sure. you know, like it, it got to the point where it's like every time I smoked, I was like, I'm gonna I, this fucking I hate this, and it didn't matter if it was indica or sativas. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just hitting me bad. So I took a year off, and I've I rarely I'll, now like a five mil fucking chocolate covered espresso bean. Well, fuck well, my I life. Like those. You know that's what I mean? Good. Like, I'm like, that's it. I'm so high. <laughs> Whereas, like, I used to, it was 10 blunts a day, like, all day long. You know what I mean? Like, I was, I was a heavy pot smoker for a thousand fucking years, you know? Um, um oh, I'm blanking out. What was I going to say? Oh, speaking of, like, smoking weed and, and stuff, like, you know, there's a lot of weed content in the lyrics and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I remember, you know, showing them to Doc and James and, you know, I was like, oh, you wrote another song about smoking weed? Cool. And But they, they kind of like, they were like reading it and they're like, you know that like all these songs you write about smoking weed aren't about like how it's cool. It's about how it makes you kind of feel like fucked up and weird. Totally. And I was like, huh, I, I never noticed that. I guess they're all about like just feeling mentally chaotic when I get high. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool though. Yeah. You got everyone higher than everyone else, right? Yeah. What's, what is that one about? Oh man, that was like a phrase that James came up with based on the Motorhead thing, and I just thought it was so funny. And there you go. It's just about getting high. You're mm-hmm. like, you're like, oh yeah, I'm sitting down, getting high, gonna like listen to some music, but then it all goes wrong, and you feel all fucked up and anxious, and you're like totally. all freaked out in your house, and <laughs> yeah, man, you don't know what to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of weed reference, a lot of anxiety stuff in here, you know? and the yeah. record's chaotic. You know what I mean? It's it's fucking. It, fit, it fits, dude. It fits perfect. All right, let's see. Uh, we got one more. Uh, favorite weed. Oh, I wanted to ask, uh, is there a band that's not around now that you guys would love to play with? Ooh, good question. Uh, Annihilation Time. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Great choice. Good choice, dude. They Glass and awesome. Ashes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. They're a good band. Yeah. I got the pleasure of both, dude. Annihilation Time was next level shit. They're so sick. It was yeah. unreal watching those guys play, dude. Yeah, it was like Black Flag with the rippingest guitar solos you ever heard in your life. Yeah. <laughs> and was... I've known Graham oh. forever, and I had no fucking clue he was that good a guitar, dude. <laughs> it was like, because he was in a band called Eat Shit and Die. Have you ever heard that? Uh, no, I never was. Dude, and he was a drum, he was the drummer. We were all like 16, 17. And he was this goofy fucking kid that was just could grind like a blast hard, you know? And, um, and then he, he was in, he was in uphill battle for a minute. 
Have you ever heard that okay. band Uphill Battle? Uh, so back before they got signed to Relapse, it was a, they were they were a Relapse band. It was like pre Mastodon, all that shit. Um, right. And he was in that playing bass. And then I kind of lost track of him, and he moved up to the Bay, or well, he was here, you know. Right. And then he came out with Annihilation Time. Well, I mean, he was in a thousand other bands besides that as well. And I knew he was a good guitar player. But when Annihilation Time came out, I was like, "What the fuck, dude? <laughs> where, where have you have been? Have you been like, able to do this the whole time, you and you just doing? didn't? Yeah, it was, you know, it was like Black Flag on forty-five. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> but with some fucking like." Kraut rock in there, <laughs> like you know I mean? totally like Robin Trower shit, dude. You're oh, like, yeah. It yeah, was, like and then Uli people solos. were nuts when they played. It was, I mean, rap shows were nuts, but those shows were out of control. You know what I mean? Um, what about you, James? What band would you pick? Uh, I was thinking about this band that I used to see a lot from Michigan called Beast in the Field, okay. and they were uh, like an amp stacker, like insane heavy, heavy, heavy band. Yeah, and they would uh, baptize members of the audience inside of one of the cabs. <laughs> like nice. one of the cabs was like, you know, had like hollowed out at the bottom, and Hell they would yeah, like dude. bring you up on stage and lay you down, and he'd just be like, like rail. It was a two piece band, just guitar and drums, just like dude, ungodly, <laughs> like earth shattering heaviness. That's rad, dude. It'd be all cool right. to play with them. <laughs> yeah, dude. yeah, that's good stuff, dude. Uh, yeah, yeah. all good choices. Uh, let's see. What's a band that you hate that everyone loves? Jesus Christ. Ooh. Uh, gonna get in trouble. Well, I mean, we were question. talking about Turnstile earlier, and I, I just, I'm having a hard time tucking in with Turnstile. Are you? Yeah, I, I don't know what. I'm with you. Is. I'm with you. I can't I, tell if I hate the record or I love the record. I can't fucking tell. I've listened to it like 10 times because I'm like, the fucking, these kids are into some weird shit, dude. And I can't there tell. Was a- there was a band from here. I, I don't know. This might be talking too much shit, but fuck it. Uh, I really, really did not like culture abuse. And oh, it was yeah. like, I'd go see them play and kids would be going off. Like it was like a hardcore show. Mm. And then I'm listening to this like baby ass clown ass music and just like not understanding like what, like the two things <laughs> happening, like the music I was hearing and like the reaction I was seeing in the crowd. And I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I yeah. just fucking hated that shit. All right. Hmm. Okay, I yeah. think, I mean, I think Turnstile is a good choice. I don't know if I've listened to him enough to actually know that I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds but... like fucking Jinko's jeans and a chain wallet. <laughs> <laughs> Doing karate kicks. There's a lot of bands I don't like that, like, that are more. It like doesn't have to be someone you know. It could just be any of the big band, you know, the bigger bands that you fucking. I yeah. think some of that, like, newer. I guess it's not even newer, but like that really gnarly, like hardcore stuff, like Code Orange and mm. Hatred, not Hatred Surge, um, Harm's Way. Oh, okay. I'm listening to it. I'm like, this sounds like new metal. It, yeah. It's yeah. like a bunch of people like fucking still karate chopping each other. Like it's 2005 in the pit. And like, right. I don't know. Like these, they're, they're clearly talented and like good at what they do. But like I hear it. And it just, I just have no interest in that type of sound. I feel you, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck Code Orange. Code Orange. Whoever that is. <laughs> I played a couple shows with them when they were little children and they, their band name was Code Orange Kids. Yeah, because they no were way. actually They kids. were like children. But were they like, really? Yeah. That's but they awesome. have like, they have, they play a song for like a WWE wrestler and it's just <laughs> like this like somehow mainstreamy but still like beat down like heavy hardcore. It's bizarre. It's wild, bizarre. dude. There's some weird shit in the world. You yeah. know what I mean? 
Yeah. Doc, are you going to go off King? Or are you, are you just being, uh, He's diplomatic being over there? <laughs> I am what I am, man. Spew uh, the hate, spew it. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's like a lot of different sounds that are popular right now where I, I'm just, I'm fucking grumpy and I'm getting old and like, I don't like any of it. You know, right. the like hardcore come new metal thing mm-hmm. is just does nothing for me. A lot of the like post, like parquet courts, you know, it's fine, but it just, like, I, I, I can't care about it. Right. You right. know, it's like, cool, man. You sound like, you know, someone's older brother's like indie rock band. Yeah. But no, I'm looking for, <laughs> I'm looking for something that you hear and you just go, fuck, I fucking hate this, dude. You know what I mean? I, like... I want to, I want to, I'm trying to bring the hate out of some doc right now, dude. <laughs> hate, 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 hate. What, what yeah, is it I that mean... you hear and you go, fuck. The la- the last thing that I re- that really popped off where I was just like I don't get this and I fucking hate this was the like post black metal thing. Mm, there like, you go. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Right, here we go. Now we're down. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Like I, uh, it, oh man, I don't know. Maybe somebody knows this band, so fuck me for talking shit. But like Votnet Viscar. Okay. You'd go, you'd like go to their profile, and the dude had one of the dudes in the band. They all had the high and tight haircut and like glasses, you know, yeah. the like horn rim glasses. Like they looked like emo Urban Outfitters, like right. catalog boy. Dude right. has a like a Lenny Kravitz style oversized scarf with an upside down cross embroidered into it, and it's <laughs> there you sick. Go, dude. Fuck That's off, what we're talking man. about. Yeah. That's everything oh, I worse. don't want from like. Evil, hateful, terrifying music. Right. And now it's just been like processed and cleaned up and like, you know, marketed to 17 year olds. Yeah, hot topic. It's the hot topic black metal band, dude. Yeah, it's like what Cradle of Filth was 20 years ago. Right, right, yeah. Which Cradle of Filth was an easy band to hate. You know what I mean? Because I fucking, that shit drove me nuts. The circus metal. Like yeah. that shit, you know what I mean? I was like, get the fuck out of here, man. Dude, that do or it. like the gothic, uh, like Camelot bands like that mm. that were doing the like gothic romantic symphonic metal. Yeah, and it just, it, it sounds like Banjo Kazooie <laughs> meets like Invader Zim. It's, it's just the cringiest <laughs> fucking garbage. Dude, Doc, I knew you could do it. There we go. <laughs> he was, there. he was bubbling, dude. I could see it bubbling <laughs> on the surface, bro. There's steam coming out of his ears. I just had to get him, get him, get him going. Cause I was such a dickhead. You know, I worked in record stores for years and I fucking, I used to tell people I hated David Bowie just to like, <laughs> fucking just to see people like not understand how you know what i mean like totally you know what i mean so i love that shit and i'm i'm an absolute i fucking hate morrissey i've hated him from day one to day now i've hated and i ended up being right and fucking yep. you're welcome you know what i mean he's a fucking puss. i fucking hate that and i have two friends that are uh, have been obsessed with him for years tattoos of his name and they've all gotten him crossed out you know what I mean? And I had yep. him on the pod a while ago, and I was like, I want you to say it, and I want you to say it right now. <laughs> I was fucking right. You know what I mean? I was totally like, I grilled him. <laughs> and I yeah, love him to death, you know fire. what I mean? But that's one guy I'm like, you fuck you, dude. You know, right, I'm okay with the Smiths. I, I have a soft Whatever. spot for yeah. the Smiths, but. Yeah. If, if yeah, if, if it just was instrumental, I'd be fucking stoked, you know? Here's the plan. We all go see a band we hate. After the show, we say, "Hey, couple notes for you." <laughs> yeah, there you go. Two quick notes. Way to bring it back, dude. Yeah, couple pointers here, bud. Hold on. Um, Listen up. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. So, you guys got any touring plans? What's going on after the record comes out? Are you guys 
laying low still? Or are you going to try to hit the road? What's going on? We're talking about hitting the road in March. Uh, okay. We're starting to lay the groundwork for getting out uh, further out east than we've been as a band. Okay. At the very least. Like trying to hit the Midwest. Okay. Probably not hitting the East Coast just because time constraints. Yeah. You know, are you guys like, doing like? Are you doing it? Booking it yourself? You got a tour manager? Like a tour? Any fucking help? Or are you guys all DIY? Fucking till you die. James well, actually, like, James is our tour manager. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Cool. Yeah, I've I've done so much touring that, I mean, it's it's starting to get a little aged out. Like a lot of my contacts are right. You know, parents and not still fucking around and going to a gig on a Tuesday night. Right. But, but I at least like. Uh, I, I'm like one step removed from being able to like book a show. I feel down. like almost everywhere. Okay. So I'm just doing it. I've I've booked so many tours. Right. And I just sent the first like round of emails out and just some texts and yeah. IG DMs and whatever. And yeah, people yeah. are people are down. People want to, you know, people have been hitting me up for like the last few years. Like, yo, let me know when Glowing Brain wants yeah. to like, Hell yeah. come through Tulsa. And I'm like, yeah, okay, like someday we. We'll do that, you know. You want to go through the Midwest, motherfucker? You got to go through James. You know what I mean? That's, that's it. That's cool. He's our man on the inside. That's right, yeah. dude. I mean, we've yeah, got that's cool, asking. man. I mean, so you guys are going to try to do like a four-weaker, three-weeker, or what? Like three weeks. Yeah, three, three yeah. change. So is that about all you guys got in you? Because that's all I would have in me at this point, dude. After doing like six-week tours, I don't think I ever want to do that again, dude. You know, like a full, full U.S. I'd rather drive my ass to the East Coast and do an East Coast tour and then drive home, dude. I've you got know. it in me to do the long trip, but my, my life does not. Like, <laughs> I, I got to work, you know, like we yeah. live in super expensive area. Like, I'd love to take off six weeks and lose my mind, you know, right. playing fucking six shows in Florida for some reason and everything else. But yeah. I can't do that, man. I can't do that and then pay all of the things i need to pay back yeah home. it's tough dude you gotta balance where it. all of us are at we're just yeah dude especially in 30s like, fucking trying to you're rock, not gonna you get know? on like you know sub supporting someone big or you know what i mean it's like totally that diy shit i did it for years you know what i mean and kudos to you for having it in you still i mean but yeah. you know it, it made things a lot easier when you're like we just have to follow these dickheads around. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's fucking nice. You know what I mean? I mean, we'd follow some dickheads around if we could yeah, get of course. Oh, some absolutely. guaranteed money. But you know? getting a booking agent is harder than almost anything else in this industry. You know what I mean? That was like the last – we had we were on a label and everything before – you know, booking agent was like the last fucking thing we started ever getting a handle on before we stopped. You know what I mean? And that was after like six solid years of fucking touring. You know? yeah. Like, damn dude, it's brutal. But was that with the fucking wrath? Yeah, it was with the wrath. Yeah. 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 So we'd, we'd done like four or five us tours and we had, there was a point where we had played on the East coast more times than we had played on the West coast. Like in the early days, we kept fucking touring out there and shit. It was, it was really weird, dude. But, um, yeah, we well, got. We to really want to go back to Ventura. We get a lot of people, yourself included, yeah, asking dude. when we can come back, and that's that's like one of our. That's all. That's always on the list for us. We've only played there twice, and the reception's always been like really yeah. great, and people are always asking us to come back, and that feels nice. Yeah, know? well, hit me up. We'll set Absolutely. it up. Absolutely, no problem. Hey, man. Got, got your contact. Yeah. But uh, dude, I appreciate you guys coming on the pod. Um, fucking thanks. Dude, you know, the record awesome. comes out on the yeah, table. It was fun. We'll uh we'll fucking get it. well this will come out next week and uh 
we'll fucking we'll do the thing, man. I really appreciate it. It was really nice to actually get to chat with you guys. Hope you guys yeah, have a time. Thanks for listening to the record oh, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah dude, appreciate ripping, appreciate man. all the uh, appreciate it. Beautiful man. All right.